Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. And by Vortex Optics with the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to our show number 960 during which we'll hear audio postcards from North American big-year man Gino Ellison with a winter bird in Massachusetts and her own Freya McGregor with a comically colorful duck in Florida. We'll also talk about another colorful duck as today's featured feathered friend. Plus, we'll learn something surprising about roosters when we visit the science corner with our own Debbie Bleacher. And we'll salute some conservation-minded folks from across the pond, a.k.a. the Atlantic Ocean. Right now, we'd like to extend some thank yous to a bunch of listeners who have joined our Talking Birds Patreon, which is a wonderful way to support our show while receiving what we like to think are some pretty nice perks, including behind-the-scenes photos, exclusive video interviews, personalized video greetings, and other neat stuff. So thanks to our first Patreon subscribers, Robert from Phoenix, Arizona, Sarah from Newtown, Connecticut, Cecilia from St. Petersburg, Florida, Patrick from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, Roll Tide, Kimberly from Pacifica, California, and Mary from Watertown, Massachusetts. For full details on how to join our Patreon and review the perks we're offering, you can visit Patreon dot com slash talking birds or just go to our talking birds dot com website and no g in talking now on to the first of two audio postcards hello gino hello ray this is gino ellison i'm in lexington massachusetts listening to the sound of a winter wren let's give it a listen Ray. It's a beautiful day out here in Lexington. I hope that you're doing well. Hope your listeners are doing great. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Gino. And since we received that postcard from Gino, he has moved on to Texas as he continues his North American big year. His goal of 700 bird species has long been passed. Uh, the last report we got from Gino was 765. Pretty amazing. Our second audio postcard this morning is from our own Freya McGregor down in central Florida. Hey, everybody. It's Freya McGregor here. I'm at Orlando Wetlands Park in Florida. And all that racket in the background is a lot of black-bellied whistling ducks. There's a bunch out on the water and there's a whole lot on the bank. They have, unsurprisingly, black bellies and sort of a black mohawk and pink bills and long pink legs. They look kind of funny for ducks because they like standing around on their long legs. I think they're fantastic. All right. See you later. (laughs) See you later, Freya. And thank you. We're always looking for more audio postcards. So if you're looking at birds far afield 
or in your backyard or any place, uh, consider recording a little description of what you're seeing. 30 seconds worth or a minute long maybe on your smartphone or a digital recording device of some sort and then email the file to ray at talkingbirds.com. That's ray at talkingbirds.com. And by the way, we have another update from our friend Gino on his big year. We just heard from him this morning, and he tells us he's now at 767 species and has set a new goal of 775 species by the end of 2023. What we're listening to there is our mystery bird. This would, excuse me, this would be a preview of our <laughs> mystery bird contest uh, coming along a little bit later on in the show. Here are some uh, details about our mystery bird. This is a sleek diving duck. The male has a white body and a dark green head. The female is a, a different color altogether, kind of with a cinnamon-colored head and a gray body, very elegant-looking, and with a little shaggy crest. Usually seen on freshwater rivers and streams, our bird breeds up in Canada and parts of Alaska. Winters over much of the U.S., but not very far down south. It's our mystery bird, and our prizes are really spectacular. If you were listening to last week's show, uh, you heard our Mike O'Connor give a kind of a review about bird feeders which he knows a little something about there at his Birdwatcher's General Store on the Cape. And uh, he was especially complimentary to the feeders from Brome Bird Care. And we're happy about that because uh, Brome Bird Care provides the feeders that we give away on our Mystery Bird Contest. Today is no exception to that. And today it's a mega 600 feeder with an extra large tube that holds nearly two and a half pounds of seed. It's easy to clean, and squirrels cannot chew through this feeder. It's chew-proof, and it includes the brome seed ventilation system to keep the seed cool and dry. That's also pretty important. And so is this. It comes with the brome lifetime care warranty. And they are known for their wonderful customer service. That's prize number one. Prize number two from our new friends at Fresh Cut Paper, makers of beautiful life-sized pop-up, wilt-proof floral bouquets that are crafted to last a lifetime. And yes, they have bird-themed bouquets among their selections. Their bouquets have a small fraction of the carbon footprint of imported flowers. And they plant a tree for every bouquet sold. You can see why we like our friends here at Fresh Cut Paper. They also partner with 1% for the Planet which is an international organization whose members contribute at least 1% of their annual revenue to environmental causes. So we have a certificate for five of those beautiful bouquets from Fresh Cut Paper as our second prize today. And if we have time for our bonus question, we'll give away or try to a feather-friendly window crash prevention kit to help ensure that birds don't crash into your windows. All on our mystery bird contest coming along uh, later in the show. We have some conservation good news of the week. This is a follow-up and an update to a story we reported uh, on a couple of months ago 
about a single-use plastics ban in the United Kingdom, comprising England, Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland. The use of these items leads to enormous amounts of toxic plastic winding up in landfills at best and in our rivers, lakes, and oceans at worst. Well, the ban has now taken effect, and single-use plastic plates, bowls, and trays will no longer be available for purchase in the UK unless they come with prepared food. So that has to be worked on. Plastic cutlery and balloon sticks, which are attached to helium-filled balloons, are also being banned. According to a review by the University of Portsmouth, the ban should mean a shift away from the familiar polystyrene containers used for takeout, often called styrofoam, with a shift toward alternatives which could be made from biodegradable materials. Unfortunately, the new ban doesn't cover single-use plastic packaging, which is one of the leading sources of plastic pollution in the UK and elsewhere, including the US. Although a plastic packaging tax is now effect, in effect in the UK. So still a very long way to go in the fight against plastic pollution, but we offer a salute to government leaders in the UK for taking an important step forward. We also have a salute to, this is a bird conservation salute. This goes to John Oliver. You know John Oliver from HBO's brilliant Last Week Tonight program for helping expand awareness of an important bird-related event, and he's doing it in his own way, of course, by making fun of the event. It's New Zealand's annual Bird of the Year contest, aimed at raising awareness about New England's indigenous birds, many of which are either endangered or have gone extinct. As NBC News reported, Oliver has spared no effort to promote his choice for the Bird of the Year, the endangered Australasian crested grebe, from billboard displays in Mumbai to an appearance on The Tonight Show. So he's into this. Uh, if you're hearing our show on the 12th of November, this is when we're doing the show live, you might still be able to vote. They'll be announcing a winner on November 13th. So in his inimitable way, John Oliver has added significantly to the awareness of the event and the issues... Uh, issues. <laughs> That must be the British pronunciation, the issues associated with it. <laughs> so we offer him a Talking Birds conservation salute. We have one more salute. It's to another Talking Birds ambassador uh, listeners who step up and help us do what we're trying to do, which is to spread the word about the wonder of birds and the importance of conservation. And our ambassador that we'd like to thank today is... Susie from Chesterbrook, Pennsylvania. She says, new to birding, retired librarian found new joy in bird research. By the way, Susie joined our ambassador's family right after winning our mystery bird contest a couple of weeks ago. So thank you so much for that, Susie, and congratulations. Uh, meanwhile, here's a little inspiration from another ambassador saying why he thinks being one um, is a good idea. My name is Dr. Joseph Blanda, and I'm calling from Akron, Ohio. I like being a Talking Birds ambassador because birding is such a healthy activity 
You should become a Talking Birds ambassador because it's a great network of people and it'll broaden your horizons on things that you can do in enjoying birds. Talking Birds listeners, we hope you'll join our ambassadors family. Just visit our website, talkingbirds.com. Join today and thanks. Yeah, you can join it right there at the website. If you go to the top of the page, you'll see where it says get involved. That's where you click there to join our ambassadors program. More than 840 strong in our ambassadors family right now and lots of room for more. Let's see. uh, Still to come on our show today, we'll be joined by our own Debbie Bleacher in the Talking Bird Science Corner, from which Debbie will explain the significance of a study involving male domestic chickens also known as roosters. And Mike O'Connor will be with us for Let's Ask Mike segment, almost live from the archive, but why folks come from hundreds of miles away to visit his store on Cape Cod just before Thanksgiving Day every year. And up next, a duck that acts like a cowbird is today's featured feathered friend. So it is the red hand, red hand. Oh, that is what I said. Just give me the red head, red head. I must get your red head before I did. Yes, that's what he said. It's the red head, today's featured feathered friend. It's a beautiful and aptly named duck. The male is identified by its rounded brownish red head, along with yellow eyes, a blue bill with a black tip, a gray back, and a black chest. The female has a brown head, And she has something in common with the brown-headed cowbird. She's a brood parasite, meaning that she has a habit of laying her eggs in the nests of other birds, including other redheads, and also in those of at least 10 other duck species, and even in the nests of American bitterns and at least one raptor, the northern harrier. Many of these parasitically laid eggs fail to hatch, but the redhead... Unlike the brown-headed cowbird, does also make its own nests. And the redhead has something in common with another songbird, as the male utters a kind of meowing courtship call, a bit like a gray catbird. The redhead is a diving duck, but it also sometimes feeds by dabbling, the way mallards and other pond ducks do, feeding mostly on plants, but also on clams and snails. The redhead breeds in marshes and prairie potholes over much of the western U.S. and winters mostly across the southern states and down into Mexico, often on saltwater bays. Redhead numbers have declined deeply in some areas, like the Great Basin and in Idaho, but North American breeding bird survey stats suggest that populations are stable overall. Today's Talking Birds featured feathered friend, Ithea Americana, the redhead. Welcome again to our show, number 960, and we're about to meet up with Debbie Bleacher now in the Talking Birds Science Corner. Come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. Good morning, Debbie. Good morning, Ray. So, roosters recognizing themselves in mirrors? Yeah, it's so they can put on their makeup. That's what I thought. (laughs) Well, there's research going on at the University of Bonn in Germany that Mm -hmm. seems to show that roosters can recognize themselves, even though previous experiments have shown that they can't. 
Wow. Well, we know some non-humans can recognize themselves, right? Uh, yeah. Um, chimps and other primates can, elephants, mm -hmm. dolphins. Researchers test this in primates by putting red dye on an animal's face and showing it a mirror. And then the animal recognizes itself and realizes something's wrong with its face and mm. tries to wipe it off, right? And this method has been used since 1970. But birds don't react the same way to seeing dye on their faces. So they fail the test. They do. Mm. And so for years, scientists thought birds weren't very smart. Right, but they are smart. We know, we know that now. So is there, what, a sort of a cultural difference between primates and birds? <laughs> yes, you nailed it. Um, the, the trick is that faces matter to primates because they use facial expressions so much in their mm -hmm. social groups. But, but birds, not so much. Mm. Um, so for this experiment, the researchers thought about what does matter to birds, or in, in this case, chickens. And they decided yeah. that what matters is safety. If a rooster sees a threat like a hawk, he'll crow to alert his flock. Mm -hmm. But he won't crow if he's alone, right? So here's how the experiment works. Step one. You put a rooster in a room with a mirror. Okay. Step two, you put another rooster in an adjoining room where <laughs> the first right. one can see it. Yeah. Ah, okay, got it okay. so far. Yeah. Okay. So you got one rooster in a room with a mirror, one rooster in an adjoining room where the first one can see it. Okay. <laughs> Step three, you project the shadow of a hawk in the room with the rooster with the mirror. Uh-huh. Okay. So we know that that rooster will crow to alert the other one in the yeah. adjoining room if it knows it's there. But will he crow if there's no other rooster, if he's just alone with his reflection? Okay, so what does he do? Well, he does crow when there's another rooster, we know that, and he does not crow when he's alone with his reflection. Mm -hmm. In other words, he recognizes that his reflection is himself and not another rooster. He recognizes himself. What a surprise, just like chimps and other primates and, as you said, dolphins and elephants. Yeah, um, and therefore, thanks to those researchers in Germany, chickens can now go on the list of animals that recognize themselves. Well, good for them, but uh, why does this matter? <laughs> well, two reasons. <laughs> First, self-recognition is one way we measure intelligence. So mm -hmm. we can now say that chickens are smarter than earlier research showed. And second, now we know that when you design an experiment for an animal, you have to really think like that animal. A good method for a chimpanzee is not going to be a good method for a chicken. Got to have that cultural context, right? Very interesting. Thanks, Debbie. Oh, my pleasure, Ray. That's our visit to the uh, Talking Bird Science Corner. There's the end. Uh, we should probably point out, you know, the research is often challenged, this kind of research, by other researchers. So uh, we'll see if this one uh, holds up. That's our visit to the Science Corner. And now I think we're going on to the Mystery Bird Contest, if I'm not mistaken. And that would be in just one minute. The flutter of a tail feather. The flash of a wing bar in mid-flight. You don't always have a lot of time to identify a bird in nature, let alone to appreciate it in nature. 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 We are appreciating nature here. This is certainly what we have established here. Could we maybe we'll start that over again from a different source? Should we do that? Here we go. The flutter of a tail feather. The flash of a wing bar in mid-flight. 
You don't always have a lot of time to identify a bird in nature, let alone to appreciate its beauty. But with Vortex Optics, you'll have the power to bring every wild moment closer. When you choose Vortex, you're choosing to have a partner in the field as passionate about nature as you are. Whether you're spotting old friends on the backyard feeder or packing for a once-in-a-lifetime trip to add a few species to your life list, Vortex offers a full range of optics and optics accessories for every birder and every budget. And whether the birds are taking you to another state or another country, you're always covered by the Vortex VIP warranty, an unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. If you'd like to learn more or if you need help choosing your next optic, Give Vortex a call at 1-800-4-VORTEX or visit vortexoptics.com. It's our mystery bird. It's a sleek diving duck. The folks at uh, Cornell Lab describe it as a streamlined duck that floats gracefully down small rivers or seen on shallow Shorelines. The male has a white body and uh, a dark green head and a slender serrated red bill. The female has a gray body, cinnamon-colored head with a short crest. Usually seen on fresh water, especially along rivers and streams. Our bird breeds up in Canada and winters across much of the U.S., but not down to the southern part of the country. We have beautiful prizes this morning. An extra special Broom Bird Care Mega 600 feeder has a giant tube that holds nearly two and a half pounds of seed, and it's easy to clean and chew proof. It includes the Broom seed ventilation system to keep the seed cool and dry, and comes with the Broom Lifetime Care Warranty. And from our new friends at Fresh Cut Paper, five of those gorgeous bouquets. Fresh cut paper bouquets, and some of them are bird-themed as well. And these have a small fraction of the carbon footprint of imported flowers, and they last way, way, way longer than uh, any flowers of, uh, of any sort. So prizes there, and a, fen- a feather-friendly window crash prevention kit um, as another potential prize if we get to our bonus question this morning, depending on how our time goes here. 781-837-4900 is the all-important number to call. Uh, if you don't get the right answer, you could still win by way of a drawing, so something to keep in mind and take a guess or tell us what that bird is. 781-837-4900 is the number to call. Meanwhile, we'll check in with Mike O'Connor at the famous Bird Watchers General Store, almost live from the archive in just one minute. More than 100 million wild animals are killed each year, illegally. Poaching is just one of the risks animals face at our hands. I'm Tom Barry. I'm an actor. I grew up in the beautiful rural countryside of Ohio, where animals roam freely in the open forests. I have a deep concern to help preserve those open spaces for our wildlife friends so they can live and thrive like they used to. Destruction of their habitats threaten their very existence. The best way to protect wildlife is to protect the land where they live. The Humane Society Wildlife Land Trust works with private landowners to protect wildlife, to preserve natural habitats, and establish permanent sanctuaries. To learn more or to work with the Humane Society Wildlife Land Trust, call 800-729-SAVE. That's 800-729-SAVE. Or visit wildlifelandtrust.org. 
Thank you. Michael Connors down there at the famous Bird Watchers General Store on Cape Cod. And let's just uh, start off by saying good morning, Mike. Oh, well, good morning, Ray. Yeah, yeah. we've got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. I wish I could remember what it was. Yeah, well, I know there's a lot of big things happening in, in November. You've got Project uh, Feeder Watch, you've got Veterans Day, you've got Thanksgiving Day, and then there's the biggest one of them all. That would be Hat Full of Potatoes Day. <laughs> exactly. Down at your, on Cape it's Cod. coming up. That's right. Right. It's coming up. Everybody get their hats ready. That's our annual day where if you show up at our establishment with a hat and no matter what size that hat is, we'll load it up with potatoes. That's always a Saturday before Thanksgiving, which is this coming Saturday. And if you show up or you show up with your friends or your kids, well, everybody gets potatoes. And it's free. They're, they're just whole potatoes. They're not mashed. There's no gravy. And we just... Fill it up, and then you take it, take them home, and you eat potatoes on Thanksgiving, and you save all the turkeys. It's an amazing holiday. That's, is that one of those win-win things that I hear about? I think it's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Except for your hat. Sometimes your hat gets a little gets, stretched and dirty. Yeah, but that's other, little, other than that, that's good. And yeah. and I heard you mentioned the tropic bird, the uh, tropical kingbird, not yeah. a tropic bird. <laughs> tropical kingbird, well fleet. Yeah. I got the word on that, and I raced up there yesterday, and I got a beautiful sunset, but I didn't see the, the uh, kingbird. But apparently it's there this morning, but I had to do some guys' radio show, so I wasn't able to go there this yeah, morning. Yeah, it's always the problem. I know how that, I know how that goes, that Sunday morning thing. It's, it's a... <laughs> Well, I know that, uh, Mike, I know people come from all over the country to go to Hat Full of Potatoes Day. And our new ambassador that we mentioned earlier today, uh, Christy Wyman, was at your store recently. She said she and her husband escaped to the Orleans Cape Cod area over the recent long holiday weekend. I guess that was Labor Day. And that you separated their wallets from lots of cash uh, in your store. I mean, she, did, she didn't put it that way. That's just my interpretation. But she did no, say they... They, she said they enjoyed chatting with you, so that that was nice. I th I think I figured out how this works. So you get them chatting, and as they're talking, uh, distracted, you're dropping things into their shopping basket. Is that is that how that goes? <laughs> That's exactly yeah. what we do. Yeah. What we do is uh, I try to distract one while while the other spouse continues shopping because you know I can't talk uh, to them both the same. So so one is bored with the conversation, so he or she will go across around the room picking right. up more things. Okay. That's that's a form of play. We were supposed to talk about bird playing. I don't know if we have time. Can you yeah, talk about... Yeah, it don't look like we have time for yeah, that. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it was going to be... Somebody asked me if birds do some playing. I looked yeah. up and there's all these crazy videos, but it's... Uh, it's, it, it actually, I read all about it, and after mm -hmm. I spent a long time reading about it, at the end of it, I didn't understand it any more than when I started. Well, I'm glad we're not going to talk about it then. <laughs> <laughs> But everybody get their hat ready. We don't care. Yeah. I, I, you know what? It's such a joyous day. I'll even fill Yankee hats. That's that's wow. how good a day it is. That is yeah. good. That is going the distance right there. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. We'll talk to you next week. You sound good. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. I'm glad we got that straightened out. Now we're back to the mystery bird contest, trying to identify that duck you're hearing there. And speaking of going the distance... Scott is in California. I don't know if he wants to come all the way to Massachusetts to a hat full of potatoes day, but but maybe. Good morning, Scott. Hello? Uh, hi. Are, are you there, Scott? Yes, you are. Yes, just, I'm just, right here. I yes, just, hi. Uh, do you think you might come across the country to a hat full of potatoes day? Uh, well, 
Are you going to fly me first class? <laughs> oh, gee, transportation not included. I don't know if that's in the Talking Birds budget. <laughs> Maybe uh, we should well, just... Let's just. I'll, take... I'll see what I can work out, man. All right, let us know. But meanwhile, the mystery bird, uh, Scott, what do you think? I thought it was the hooded merganza. Hooded merganser, Tim, that is a, what a, wow, what a top quality guess that is. But that buzzer would seem to indicate it's not exactly right. All right, well, thank you for that. Well, thank you, Scott. Try us again. I will. All right, let's go to, um, uh, let's see, we're almost out of time. We better go to Debbie in South Yarmouth, uh, uh, Massachusetts, I believe. Uh, hello, Debbie. Hello. Hi. Almost out of time here. What do you think our mystery bird is? Common merganser. Common merganser would seem to be correct. We're hearing bells ringing and applauding and birds singing. That's usually <laughs> an indication. Nice job. We're out of time, but stay on the line, uh, Debbie. We'll make sure we send those prizes to you. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much. We are out of time for today's show. Thanks for being with us. And special thanks to our guest engineer, Tim McKenney. Timmy! Who was with us here again this morning. Next week, Catherine Hawk from the University of California, Davis, will be here with us. And she'll be telling us some really remarkable um, research that she is doing about uh, birds and how they are affected by temperatures associated with climate change. That's right on here, sh our show. Uh, yeah, so uh, see you next week. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod, birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. And by Vortex Optics, with the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com.